I want to just speak what the Lord spoke to me today and um, try to communicate something that lifts your sight um, that you could uh, see things from a different perspective. And I got to tell you what, what we try to do here uh, in our services and what we've covenanted together with the leadership and the, and, uh, the music and, and uh, everybody involved is, to, you know, the, the very uh, different things that we do during a service is all we're trying to accomplish a goal is that, one, to put you in a spiritual mind, right? We come in here, we're filled with all kinds of stuff, you know, we live in a world and jobs and things. So we come in and, and the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. And, and, uh, and that's why we lead with worship. But the, the deal is, that just gets you in the gates, right? Into his courts. What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? What, God, how many believe God speaks? He absolutely does. How many of you believe you've been in positions and in places in your life where you weren't able to hear? Okay. And what we try to accomplish is to create an atmosphere where you can hear. And there is a goal in, in, in every service. And I believe it's, it, uh, we're aligned with heaven in this, that, that you would uh, just take another step of faith. Or maybe your first step of faith, whatever it is for you, but just that you would go a little bit further, that you would grow in His grace. And so the idea, that doesn't happen with uh, uh, crafted messages. It, it comes with that rhema word. It doesn't come, you know, because somebody can put out a good thought. It comes because, God, give me the grace to speak your word today that will touch your heart. But I could speak all day long the anointed Word of God. And if you're not in a position and a place to hear it, what happens? It's just like water off a duck's back, right? And so I want you to hear today. And um, uh, some of you need to disconnect from some things you're connected to. And, um, and, and, and some of you need to connect to some things God wants you to connect to. So, but before I launch, I just want to say Jeannie and I will be gone for a few Sundays. We're going out to um, be with our daughter, Emily, in Tucson. Well, she has our second grandson who they claim, well, I won't tell you his name yet. He who is not named. Uh, But if it was up to Warren, his name would be Broccoli. And uh, and he's going to be mad when we don't name him, when he's not, he is. What do you want to name your brother? Broccoli. Okay, so, well, he thinks he's named him. But anyway, we're excited about that, uh, and um, I'm excited about what's going to happen here. I've got to tell you something, folks. Uh, there is an incredible group of leaders here. Uh, this church, if you think it's all on me, uh, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Yes, I'm up here every Sunday yakking and all that, but there are some great people behind that just are doing all kinds of things. And there are some great ministries that are coming out of this place. And so if you are here just to hear me speak on a Sunday morning, shame on you. Okay? 
Oh, the pastor's not preaching, I'm not coming. Well, get, get your head screwed on straight. Man, oh man, there, there's, you know, uh, uh, there's some things happening around here, and, and yeah, they're not me, but, and I don't want anybody to be me. I want them to be the best that Jesus has called them to be. And there's some great uh, uh, ministry going on, so come on out, support that. Watch us grow. Growth doesn't happen just numerically. We all grow personally. And, and support that growth. And, uh, and you'll be blessed. And I'll, I'll maybe if, I hate to commit to this, but maybe I'll shoot a, um, what do we call those things, a podcast out. And, uh, uh, and we'll see you there. So, okay. Now, I remember it's been several years, and I almost think Paul Silva sent this to me. Uh, if not, he'll, he'll correct me. Uh, but there was this. YouTube, whatever it was, but this view of somebody in their backyard, you know, kind of like this little postage stamp uh, house in their backyard, and then it started zooming out, you know, and it, and it got to where you could see the earth, and the earth's pretty cool, you know, and then it zoomed back, and, and you, you know, beyond the moon, and you saw the earth and a couple other planets, and then it, it kept zooming back until finally, you know, you're seeing our solar system. It's like whoa, mind blowing, and then and then it zoomed back, and it, and it showed, uh, it, well, it's unable to see it, but our galaxy and where we are in the galaxy, and then it zoomed back all the more, and then it showed our galaxy amongst hundreds of other galaxies, and what it did as I watched that, and it was all in about I don't know twenty or thirty seconds. It's like whoa. You know, in my point today in, in, in talking about that is so many times we get wrapped up on what's right around us that we cannot see the bigger picture of what's happening. And I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning, God wants those that name the name of Jesus to see the bigger picture. And, and um, uh, because there's so many things going on that we, if we don't look at the unseen, and in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4 says, we don't look at the things that are seen. We look at the things that are unseen. The see, the, what we see is what? Temporary. What we don't see. Is eternal. Well, you, and so here, here we are. We got our five senses. Well, this is all that I see. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's uh, uh, something that transpires to those that that uh, are transformed. That give their heart to God. That what happened to me as a young man is when I came to the knowledge of Christ and God filled me with His Spirit. A spiritual world all of a sudden came alive to me. It, there was a reality that I never even considered before. It's like, whoa, this thing is way bigger than what I understood. But what happens to us as um, uh, saints of God is the world crap crowds us and pushes in us on us and wants our attention completely so that we do not focus on the things that God would have us focus on. I realize today that we all have issues. 
whether it's, you know, getting older, whether it's trying to make a living, you know, uh, going to see grandkids. You know, we, we, we got to take care of business. But you can take care of this world's business and not be consumed by it. And that's what, if, if you're going to, if you're going to succeed in the kingdom, that's where our, our hearts, there's an unseen world that has to take a precedent for you. And, 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 and the idea of that, that visual of that person standing in the backyard and all of a sudden you zoom out, man, oh man, there's a lot going on that we don't understand. There's a lot going on that some of us understand a little better than others. And there's some here that don't understand any of it. And what I encourage today, and what I'm speaking today, is not a rebuke. It, it is a, an encouragement that you would engage in what God has called you to engage in. And that you would disengage or, or quit allowing things that, that, that are surrounding us to affect you so much that it immobilizes you. God wants us to be light. He wants us to operate and just be on display in his kingdom. So let me just give you just a couple scriptures here to give you a a really, really far-reaching view is what's going on here. Then, then you, can, you, you can focus. You, yeah, we got to live. But there is a view that, that needs to be in our heart that keeps us stable and steady in an unstable world. Here's what Ephesians chapter 3 uh, and verse number 10. Uh, it says, this is God's multifaceted wisdom. Uh, this is so God's multifaceted wisdom may be made, uh, uh, may, let me read it again. This is so God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church. Say through the church. Okay, this is so God's multifaceted wisdom may be, uh, now be made known through the church. Where's the church? Who's the church? This is not the church. We're the church. Right? But li- li- listen to this. That it, his wisdom may be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities. Where? We're not talking Joe Biden or Donald Trump. We're not talking Nancy Pelosi or whatever our governor's name is. We're talking rulers and authorities. God is making his wisdom known not to the church. I'm telling you what, if we're going to participate in what God is wanting to do, we've got to understand a few things. We want God to do something to us, and he's trying to do something through us. That's a huge difference. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Glad you're here. You know, and there's various spiritual maturity out here. And I am all for you growing in grace. I don't expect a four-year-old uh, to be able to drive a car. I don't, I don't expect, you know, I, I expect us to grow in grace. And there, there is no... 
um, uh, deficit of being a child uh, in your faith and growing in that. But there is a deficit. There's something wrong if you've been around for a long time and you're still living in unbelief. There's something desperately wrong in the idea of, of you, you know, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's not a good thing. Now, I'm just, I'm, let me read because I'm, I want to, uh, I realize there's a gentleness that can uh, bring about repentance, but there's sometimes, do you need a? Good, swift, something. And uh, so, but it goes on to say, all right, so listen to this. How many know the word's true? Okay, the wisdom of God is being revealed through the church to the rulers and authorities in heaven. Who are they? Um, I don't know. You know, I could make something up, but I'm not going to. The ruler, there is, but there's something he's doing through us that is so far greater than your little boo-boos. Okay? And I do not distract from the hurts, the pains, the anguish of our lives, the loss. But I'm telling you what, there's not one thing that has gone on in your life. If you name the name of Jesus, if you're called according to his purpose, you know what he's doing? He's working it together for your good. Anything else is unbelief. Okay? So, uh, and I'm telling you, unbelief for you is ugly. It doesn't look good on you. It's not attractive by any means. And, And, you know... For a child, you can, they can scrape their knee and you can make a big deal out of it. You know, and go get Band-Aids where they don't need Band-Aids. Right? And say, oh, let me kiss your owie and all that stuff. And that's all cool and cute. But if you're doing that at 30 years old, that's ugly. Just saying. Hey, if, if, if it is more, oh boy, I better stop. But it's more you wanting attention. Then, man, when you, you know what he said about us? And he said, when you've done all the stand, when you've done everything you can do to stand, you know what he expects you to do? I can't stand. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, I can't make it. Let me tell you something. He's never, he will not. If you name the name of Jesus, he won't put anything more on you than you can bear. Is that a promise? So you back up, you say, okay, I can do this. Why? Because there's something greater at work. So he goes on to say, he said uh, he's going to make his multifaceted wisdom known through the church to the rulers and authorities in heaven. This is according to his eternal purpose. Okay? We're we're taking that, you know, here we are in our little lives. Not belittling your lives, but in our our humanity. And God, he pulls us back to the big picture. There is an eternal purpose that's happening. All right? And and, um, 
It goes on to say, uh, this according to his eternal purpose accomplished in the Messiah, Jesus our Lord in him, we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my affliction on your behalf. For they are for your glory. Let me just, and I'm not adding to the word, but you ought not be discouraged in your afflictions. Why? Because they're for God's glory. They have to be. But it goes on to say, in him we have boldness and confidence, access and confident access through what? We have confident access through faith. You want to know the uh, currency of heaven, where heaven meets earth, it's faith. Uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You, you're, you're here today, and you watch people come in. They have no faith. An anointed message will drive one person to his knees and the other person out the door saying, what was that? And what, what was the difference? One was faith. Faith is absolutely essential for you and I to accomplish and be a part of what God is doing. Unbelief, as I said before, is not something that, that uh, it's bad behavior for you. Just saying. You know, you ever discipline your, that's bad behavior. Stop doing that. It's not, oh, go ahead. You know, go be mean, go be do. You know, you're disciplining your children into being healthy and strong and, and a productive part of uh, 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 of our world. You want that? Well, I, you want to be a productive part of the the kingdom, and you're filled with unbelief. Stop! Don't do that. Well, I can't help it. Yes, you can. You have the same choice we have. You choose. I choose to believe God is who he said he is. I choose to believe that he is good. I choose to believe to, that all things work together for the good. I choose those things. Oh, don't you think the devil's been chasing you? Here, here your dad passed away and your genie got hurt and I had to do dishes and all that kind of thing. Isn't it terrible? No, life is life. Oh, I am not unique in having somebody that I cared so deeply about pass away. That's not unique to humanity. That's just a part of the human experience. And, and I don't belittle it, and, and I'm grieving, and I'm doing all that stuff. But my grief is not without hope. Why? Because Jesus rose from the dead for crying out loud. I believe that. This is not some child's story. Jesus literally overcome death, hell, and the grave. And he's got the keys. You know what that means? My good friend has the keys. You know what that means? We're going places. I remember when, uh, when Rachel was born, many moons ago, my, my youngest daughter, I had... Uh, we had Emily over to my, my parents' house, and it was, 
you know, anyway, long story short, I, I go to get her, and she was uh, just over two. She jumps up in the car, in the driver's seat, puts her hands on the stairwell. She said, Dad, give me the keys. Let's get out of this place. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Two years old, what was she going to do? But thank God, you think you have the keys. You don't. He does. And he knows how to drive. Our lives, our purpose, all of those things. And, and, and just the idea, okay, are there bad things happening? Are there bad things coming? Are, yeah. yeah, but they're going to work together for the good. And I'm telling you, the currency where heaven meets earth, where faith just is alive in our lives, those that do know their God will be strong. In the last days, they'll be strong. They won't be weak. They're not going to be like, oh, oh, we got to go hide. We're not hiding. He's going to put us on display. Well, that's easy for you to say, sweetheart or sir, you can access the same faith. Oh, no, that's for the preacher. No. No. It is for us who name the name of Jesus, who have dare to believe that this is absolutely sure and true. So here it is, Ephesians chapter 3, 20 and 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. To him be glory in the church. I just not, again, I'm not poking you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, who's the church? Who's a part of the church? Raise your hand. Come on. All right. Do, is the glory of God being revealed through you? It certainly should be. That, that's what he desired, that the glory of God be revealed through the church. And, 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 and the idea, okay, so the glory of God being, so he's using the church, two things, glory of God being revealed in this earth, and somehow in a heavenly place, rulers and authorities there, he's showing his wisdom through us. This is an entirely different mindset. Oh, I'm going to come to church and sit here on a Sunday and listen to a great message and drink good coffee and, you know, tap my feet to good music, and then I'm going to go out and live. My God, man, th that day is gone. You're either going to get involved with what God's going to do or you're going to be discouraged. And, and you're going to quit looking around at everything that you see. And you're you know, I, do, I can't, I cannot, right? You got to be you. You got to do you, right? You got to do what you're going to do. But as for me and my house, that's it. I, I you know, well, what about them? What about them? i I can't do anything about them. But as for me and my house, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be right smack in the middle of what God's doing. Well, you can't say that. Oh, yes, I can. I just said it. And I'm going to be there because I believe this. 
Well, well, but it's all falling apart. Let me, you don't understand the, just the moving of God's spirit. You're looking at things that we see. God, every time, every great move of God, did it look like it was falling apart? Did it? I'm telling you, the crucifixion of Jesus looked a mess to the disciples. Their world was over. Everything that they hoped for was, was dying. And all that Jesus was setting them up for is one of the greatest events in human history. The greatest. But it was not a crowd that, that was heralding it. And you name can you imagine leaving Egypt after the plague, after plague, after plague, after living in terror, wandering with the death angel and putting blood on the doorpost? It's like, ah! But God's fixing to break loose a group of people from uh, the, 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 the nation that was the world power at the time and just bring them out in a strong way. But you say, oh, I wish I was there. You would have been terrified too. The, the great thing about the day that we live in, the reason that you and I have no excuse, is we have the canon. We have the book from the beginning to the end. And we see, we, he showed us how it ends. We're not even guessing. But some of you are living like you don't know. It's like for crying out loud, wake up. Please wake up. Wake up. Man, in the end... So I don't know what God's doing. Let me tell you what. He is not inactive. And just because you're inactive doesn't mean he's stopping. Right? What I get to do is be a part of what he's doing. All right. That was my opening statements. I got to get done with this. No, let me just finish with this, honestly. Mark chapter 9. Listen to this. When they... When, the, when they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the scribes disputing with them. I don't know what they were fighting about. <laughs> but all of a sudden, when the, the whole crowd saw him, saw Jesus, they were amazed and ran to greet him. And the, then he asked them, what are you arguing about? Or, or what are you arguing with them about? And out of the crowd, one man answered, Teacher, I brought my son to you. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. And Jesus said, oh, you poor guys. Let me rub your back and tell you it's going to be okay. I tell you, if you read, I just can't help but think he's, he replied to them, he said, you unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? So in other words, he's like, can't you grow up? Have I, here, here he is, God manifesting the flesh, doing miracles, all this stuff. He commissions them to do great things. And they go out and they do something. They, they hit a roadblock and, and you think God would say, well, here, let me do some more teaching. He's like, for crying out loud. I just, I really like this guy. I do. 
Sometimes you think coddling is the answer. Well, I'm going to tell you sometimes coddling is not the answer. Sometimes you need to be just woke up and said, you know what? So he says, you unbelieving generation, how long uh, will I uh, be with you? And he said, bring him to me. And then he says, how long must I put up with you? Get a little better. Did you ever hear Jesus say something like that to you? <laughs> he, says, he says, bring him to me. I don't think it was, you know, spoken in King James English and all. Ooh. I think it's like he's crying out loud. How long have I got to put up with this stuff? Bring him to me. And uh, so he says, he says, uh, so, I, so they brought him. Uh, him to him, and when the, the spirit saw him, it immediately convulsed the boy, and he fell to the ground, rolled around, foamed at the mouth, and Jesus looked at the father. At that moment, Jesus could have said, he didn't have to say anything. But he looked at the father, he said, how long has that been happening? And uh, it, because he's setting the stage for us to understand an incredible truth here. He said, uh, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the Father. And from childhood, he said, and many times it's thrown him into the fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on, on us and help us. Now, what do you think Jesus would do right there? Again, I think he probably was in a bad mood. Just saying. Maybe, maybe not. Then Jesus said to him, see, let me tell you, your prayer of Jesus, if you can do anything, does not impress him. In fact, I'm telling you, it ticks him off. If, if we're to believe the scripture, right? Because he says, uh, if I can, you're, you're literally standing before me and wondering if I can do something. You would have thought be, if he was just so coddling of everybody, he would have said, oh, you know what, I'm, let me help you build your faith a little bit. I'm telling you, there's a part of him that, man, he has done so many things and revealed himself to you so many different times that you continually questioning him is not something that he likes. It's not something that shows humility. And, and so Jesus looked at this guy and says, if I can... In other words, are you serious? Do, do you know who I do you know who I am? Do you know who he is? If you knew who he was, you would it would never be an if I can. If you God, if you can. If you would. And 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 so it goes on and he says, uh <laughs> Everything is possible to the one who believes. Say that, say that way. Everything. Everything is possible. Do you believe Jesus is a liar? He said everything is possible to the one who believes. And immediately the father of the boy, understanding 
the lack of faith and the doubt that he portrayed by his own words. He cried out, and this is the only place that I love to hear unbelief mentioned, is God, help me in my unbelief. He, he cried out, help my unbelief. In other words, it was a cry of repentance, not a declaration and a wonder whether God can. Sometimes I love you. All the time I love you. But sometimes you come up to me with a request or, or something going on in your life, and what's flowing out of your mouth is unbelief, and it is just frustrating. For those of you that are not immature, not for crying out loud, has he not proven himself to you? Yeah, but life's tough. Yeah, but this is bigger than life. Yeah, but things are hard. Yeah, but there's things that he's doing that we don't even see. You get the bigger picture of the unseen thing than I can endure whatever God calls me to do because he's working it together for my good. If some of you have bought into the spirit of the age and, and you are a lover of pleasure more than lover of God, you're going to have a hard time because things might get dicey out here. But to those that do know their God, you know what's going to happen? Man, we're going to be strong. Why? Because the world's falling apart, but we're just going to shine all the brighter. Why? Because we're going to, we know them. We know there is a purpose and a plan that goes beyond, and I don't need to know the whole thing. I don't. I'm not mad at you. But the next time you talk to me in unbelief, I'm going to say, if he can are you kidding me? Uh, do you actually believe he died for you? Get this. Do you believe he rose from the dead? That's pretty spectacular, folks. And now you're going to question him on your little issues of And I'm not belittling heartache, hurt. Uh, uh, disease, all of these things. But I am telling you, we are more than conquerors through him. And what is on display, if I've suffered, if, I'm, if I've got, God's going to take me by some disease, I am going to be on display to a, the unseen world. Like, what's he going to think of God now? I think he's great. Yeah, but you're dying. Yeah, okay. We're all going to die. Well, you, 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 you can't act like, oh, yeah, I can. Why? Because I believe him. If you don't know me, this is not a show. I believe him. Okay. I believe him when it's good. I believe him when there's broken humoruses. I believe him when my dad falls, dies standing up and falls to the ground. Say, so, whoa, 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 aren't you sad? Yeah. Yep. But you know what? That's not the end. That's just the beginning for that guy. And I'm going to stand before God, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to see that all over again. I'm going to see him. I just know it. I know it. And so, yeah, do I grieve? Yeah. But like other men, no. No, why? Because I believe. So heavens meets earth. The currency is faith. Unbelief will get you nowhere. Nowhere. So... The disciples, and I'm going to close, I think. Now, I'm not preaching for about three weeks, so I might go another one. 
So the disciples come to Jesus and said, Lord, why couldn't we do that? And, and he said, well, because of your unbelief. So I don't know why. Maybe the scribes fighting with him. I don't know what it was. But, but uh, in Matthew, I believe it's the same event. He says, but this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Right? So we're going to be at fasting here in September. We're going to do a three-day fast. Incredible, incredible time. I, I encourage you to just ramp up. Get your mind wrapped around it. Be involved in it however you can. If, you're, if you have some physical thing where you can't eat, then uh, fast electronics. Fast. Do something. Shut something off. But most of you could miss a few meals. Not being personal. <laughs> you won't be hurt. And, and, but I want you to know this. Is... Prayer and fasting is not the currency of heaven. I, I, I want you to understand what I think, believe Jesus was trying to communicate. There's, in, my, in my old, I used to be a Pharisee. I, I joined Pharisees Anonymous. And um, I'm a charter member. And, uh, <clears throat> but in, my, in the old days, you know, uh, I thought I would have to store up sacrifice to get God's attention. Right? If I did enough prayer and enough fasting that I'd have enough of God's attention where he'd operate on my behalf. And, and that is just bizarre and foolish. The, what, he, what he's already done, it's a completed work. There, there's nothing I can add to that. But what happens is the currency of faith that causes God to move uh, 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 sometimes is hindered because I don't know the mind of Christ. Prayer is, it's not give me, give me, do, do, do. Prayer is a communication. I, I love it when he says, go do this. And I do it and I find out it was him. And I, but the other day, something just amazing happened because I'm pulling out of where I was at, and the Lord said, I want you to go somewhere. And I went there, and I won't tell you the whole story, but it was amazing. And I got home, and I'm like, whoa, I did it. But how many times has God said, and he's trying to say to you, do or go somewhere, because uh, uh, he has a purpose and a plan, and the glory of God to be poured through you to someone, and you can't hear. So prayer does what? It's communication. If you're prayerless, you are prideful. If you are prayerless, it's like I could do this myself. Give it a shot. Prayerfulness is God. I just want to be in communication. And I, I, I don't want to, you know, lead me here. I, I want you to, that, that's what prayer is. It's a relational thing that God, I want him to direct my life. And then fasting. Fasting is I have got some crazy ideas. I do. And sometimes I believe God is for my crazy ideas, or I think my crazy ideas are God's ideas. And fasting breaks down that it, it, it just your flesh all of a sudden is weakened. How many of you know your biggest enemy is your flesh? Try fasting once in a while. 
what happens is that it's your, your spirit man, poof, it's out there. And I'm telling you what the reason why uh, uh, Jesus said this kind goes not out by, but by prayer and fasting. <clears throat> and we need to uh, involve ourselves in that with the Thursday night prayers, with the fast that we do. It's because uh, we are so inundated and coddled in our flesh, entertained. You know, just constant. And you got to tell it no once in a while if you're going to find out what Jesus wants to do. Is that fair? Do you feel like you've been taken to the woodshed? If not, some of you need to. Because unbelief does not look good. It's not something where I'm going to come along and say, I will if you're, you know, new in the faith. It's like, come on, man. We've been there, but you know, there's a point in time I can look back, and it's not even faith anymore. It's experience that says, you know what? He has been good to me. I didn't even have to, I don't even have to conjure it up. I can look back and say, whoa, he's provided, he's blessed, and here I am. That's what maturity looks like, folks. How many of you want to grow up in Christ? I'm going to tell you what. The day that's coming, if we are going to be the glory of God revealed through us, it's going to be faith that causes that to happen. Stand with me. I am sorry I went a little long, but like I said, get over it. Man, I I just, I just... I'm so encouraged uh, in the kingdom. I, I just am so excited. God is never caught by surprise by things that are going on. He, he just, in our lives, I, sometimes he will uh, knock away every support that we put there that's not him. He'll just push it away. Why? To bring us to a place where we just rely on Him. That we see the glory of God in our own lives and others see it in us. How many want the glory of God to be revealed in you, through you? If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you know what? That's just just as something. He he told his disciples, he said, you'll receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes among you. But some of you have asked once or twice, and and, and you, you say, God, if you want to. And he's like, if I want to, who's? Don't, don't do that. You know what? He's promised us some stuff. And heaven's currency, where it meets earth, is faith. And when you say, Lord, I'm going to receive everything. I'm a, well, I don't have to. Well, I don't care whether you have to or not. You get to. And why would you leave one thing on the table that God wants you to have? So, Father, today, I just speak your blessing upon us. Lord, the power of God to to operate through us. Lord Jesus, those that are struggling with unbelief, the only cry would be, Lord, help my unbelief. And watch you operate and move with mercy and grace.
Because it's not if you can. Lord, it's you can. And I know you can. You have before, you will now, and you'll do it again in the future. There's healing in this place. Lord, and the question is not if you can. You can. There's deliverance here today. And, and you will, you desire for us for, to be free. And I speak it today. There's addiction, Lord Jesus, not based on our own goodness, but upon the power of your Spirit, could be gone in a moment because you can. So as we pray today, Lord, let faith rise up and touch your heart. Let healings take place. Let the power of your Spirit fall on your people. And let us above everything else walk in more faith than we did when we walked into this house. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Come on, if you believe him today, would you just reach out to him? Would you let him touch you? Would you, If you believe him and you need prayer, would you come down here and we'll pray together and the prayer of faith is going to save. It's going to deliver you. You're going to be healed. Too many people sit back there saying, if you can. And I'm going to tell you, he can. Let God touch you this morning as we sing and worship in Jesus' name.